Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Curry goes away from the screen. Drives by George over Zubats with a flip, and it rolls in for number 30. Warriors up 9, 109-100. Boy, the English he puts on the ball is special. It's unbelievable. That would have rolled off for anybody else. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up. We'll bring you into the locker room and hear from Coach Kerr and the players. Highlights from the game. Warriors Wrap-Up starts now. Well, that is how you celebrate Big Three Day. That is how you get it done at Chase Center. And that is how the Warriors get back into the win column. As they take down the Los Angeles Clippers tonight at Chase Center, final score, Golden State 120, Los Angeles 114. Welcome into Warriors Wrap-Up. My name is Evan Giddings. I'll be with you up until about 11 o'clock. We appreciate you tuning in. 888-957-9570 is the number to call in. It's also the number of the Xfinity, pardon me, the Comcast business text line. I want to hear from you after the Warriors find themselves back in the win column not necessarily writing the ship as of yet, but that to me is the epitome of a team victory. You're down three of your rotation players. Andrew Wiggins is out. Chris Paul is out. Gary Payton II is out. You're coming off arguably your most gut punch of a loss of the season in Sacramento. And you're playing a Clippers team that's won four of their last six games. You'll see him again Saturday, so you got a quick turnaround for a home-and-home. But for the Golden State Warriors, to me, that was the ultimate team victory. And there was there was a lot to like from this game. And I, I, I do want to get into some of the things, of course, that we'll continue to talk about throughout this season. But Curry was the closer. He had over six points in the, pardon me, had 11 points in the fourth quarter. Nine and two now in the Warriors when the Curry scores six or more in the fourth quarter. I thought Klay Thompson flipped the script from the first half to the second half after a two for ten shooting first half. 15 points in the second half, including double digits in the fourth quarter. And then really the, the story of the game, the bench. The second unit for the Golden State Warriors, again, shorthanded because of Chris Paul's absence and Gary Payton the second's now prolonged absence because of the calf tear. 44 points from the second unit, three players in double digits. I'm looking at Brandon Pachemski, Dario Saric, Jonathan Kaminga, I thought was fantastic tonight. Corey Joseph even was good in his minutes, though he only scored one point. And I thought Steve Kerr, as a head coach, corrected himself. He took accountability for not finishing with Moses Moody on Tuesday in Sacramento. Now, he kind of had to finish him with him tonight because he was starting. But he showed us that he was willing to trust a member of the young group, and that was Brandon Pachemski 
who finished the game and closed the game for the Golden State Warriors playing 31 minutes. And Steve Kerr, cherry on top, also won a challenge that involved Brady Pachepski. So, so Steve Kerr checked a couple of boxes tonight. The big three checked a lot of boxes tonight. And again, it was just a great way to celebrate Big Three Day here in the Bay Area. 61 combined points from Clay Thompson, number 11, Stephen Curry, number 30, and Draymond Green, number 23. 11-30-23, the date that is today. And it was also pretty cool, honestly, to, to listen to them after the game. They were, you know, on NBC Sports Bay Area and speaking about the connection that they have, but also the fact that the Warriors really championed to get this day before the season, that they wanted a game on this day to celebrate everything that the Big Three has done. And with all the storylines and narratives that has surrounded this team, specifically, you know, in in recent weeks during the, the last 10 games in which they've only won two, a lot of people, I think, have been wondering, is this season going to be about the past, the present, or the future? And right now, at least coming into this game, you could kind of say that they're stuck between the past and the present, and they haven't really at all focused on the future. I think, to me, this game was was kind of a, a perfect culmination of all three because you're obviously there to honor the three you know, longest-tenured players in the NBA currently, but the three longest-tenured trio, uh, the longest-tenured trio in NBA history. You know, the, the 12 seasons since 2012-13 that Draymond, Clay Thompson, and Stephen Curry have spent together. They've produced four championships. They've done so much, and they've transformed this organization along with what basketball has looked like in the Bay Area. To me, this was a game that also checked the box to the present, which is you still have Stephen Curry's playing at a miraculous level, and his final line, 26 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds. I think his 320th game in which he's scored 25 and logged 5 or more assists. Um, Stephen Curry, 8 of 15, 3 of 9 from downtown, 7 of 9 from the free throw line. Stephen Curry was fantastic. Klay Thompson, his overall line is something that might not necessarily pop off the page. 22 points on 18 shots and just 2 of 7 from distance. But to me, the difference in Clay tonight, as opposed to even in Sacramento, in which he had a very good first half, did not have a great second half. Clay Thompson, to me, once he got going around the third quarter, and once he helped sort of silence a Clippers run that cut the game to within four, Clay Thompson began to look like the Clay of old, which was making the shots we expect him to, taking the correct shots, and not shooting the Warriors out of particular possessions. I thought he was fantastic, and it's also reflected in the plus minus. It was a plus eight tonight. And so, you know, when you look at everyone here tonight, the nine-man rotation, Andrew Wiggins is out, Chris Paul is out, GP2's out, against a Clippers team that was pretty much at full strength. The only real question mark going into this game was Norman Powell, who had a, a right leg injury, and he played tonight. Uh, Kawhi Leonard was cooking in the second half, 9 of 17 for 23 points. Uh, Zubach has always given the Warriors fits because of you know th- their lack of size. And whether it was Zubach along with, I thought, the length of the Clippers, it kind of played Kevon Looney off the floor. He only played 13 minutes tonight. And the Warriors opted to go small against a team and were punished a little bit. Zubach had 18 and 13. But they didn't let the Clippers, I thought, get too comfortable outside of that stretch from the end of the first half through the few minutes into the second half. And that was maybe a situation where I think a lot of fans are saying, oh my gosh, here we go again. First half, solid, up by 
close to 20 points at 1.16. Clippers go on a mini 5-0 run, final 43 seconds of the half. Should not have been that close. And then they go out on a 10-3 run to start the half, and they cut it down to four, and you're saying, oh my gosh, this this is a game that the Warriors might might lose again, especially coming off the 24-point blown lead in Sacramento. But what happens? Klay Thompson, back-to-back baskets. The bench, stabilizing for Golden State. And then Curry down the stretch of that game was absolutely fantastic. Just going one-on-one with Zubac, hanging layup, one-on-one on PG-13, drawing a shooting foul, getting both free throws. After missing a deep three late in the shot clock, goes pick and roll, gets to the rim for a layup, and essentially ices the game. Stephen Curry is the closer the Warriors have needed, but they got to be able to put themselves in that position for him to close out these basketball games. And so, to me, I want to hear from what the fans feel like on Warriors wrap-up. Evan Giddings with you here on 95.7 The Game. 888-957-9570 was the number. Comcast Business Text Line. Appreciate you chiming in and joining us here and after a, a Warriors win that, look, 120 to 114, the Warriors are not in a position to, to nitpick victories at this point of the season. They are still a game below 500. They are 9 and 10. Now, they do jump themselves back into play-in tournament contention, not in-season tournament contention, contention because they lost in Sacramento. But they beat the Clippers here tonight. They scored 34 points in the fourth quarter. They scored 61 points in the first half to give themselves the cushion necessary to close out this basketball game. The big three between the three of them, Steph, Clay, and Dre score 61 points, and they get a much-needed win. I thought they got a team win tonight. And really, I, I, I know we're going to hear from Steve Kern just a little bit, but to me, I, I thought his initial point about the story of this game, outside of, of course, the honoring of the big three, was the bench and was the second unit. You just look up and down at Sarich, Kaminga, Pachemski, and even Joseph. Plus 15, plus 13, plus 12, plus 12. And I thought this was Jonathan Kaminga's best game of the season. It certainly was Pachemski's most impactful game of the season. And both of those guys, along with Sarich, piled up the points in which the Warriors needed the team. They were a big reason, number one in the first half, why the Warriors were able to get a 16-point lead. They were then a big reason why in the second half, when the Clippers closed the gap, why they were able to get back to a double-digit advantage and then eventually close this basketball game. Just kind of going through some of the things that stood out to me, I I, I was wondering at the half, the way that the Warriors had kind of... I, I thought the Warriors came out in this game hungry. I thought they came out with a sense of urgency. And for the first 23 of the 24 minutes in the first half... I thought they did a good job at stepping on the throat of a Clippers team that was playing on the tail end of a back-to-back, looked a little bit lackadaisical, was kind of sleepwalking at times, not getting to loose balls, not rebounding, and that's an opportunity in which the Warriors, I thought, grabbed by the reins. But in that final 43 seconds of 5-0 Clippers run, they are able to get themselves back and kind of, I thought, a little bit more motivated. So it was a poor half close for the Warriors, and then even out of it, 10-3 run for the Clippers, 14-3 run dating back to the 42 seconds left in the first half. The Clips cut it to four, and then the Warriors respond in the way that, not that we haven't seen them do that this year, but over the last 10-11 games has been lacking, shall we say. And now they've won three of their last 11. Nothing to write home about, but in a spot like this tonight where a lot of eyes were on the Warriors' 
kind of down a, a few big pieces. Who is going to be that secondary scorer? Who is going to be a guy that could stop Kawhi Leonard or could at least slow Kawhi down, that could get in the grill of James Harden, that could contest shots in front of Paul George? Who was a guy that was going to facilitate this second unit? Those were, those were questions that needed to be answered tonight. When Andrew Wiggins is down, you need, you need some scoring in the starting lineup. I thought Moses Moody, though he didn't shoot it particularly well from range, one of four from three, I thought he made the right plays. He made the smart plays, and he raised the floor of this Warriors starting lineup, contributing six of ten from the floor. If you're looking at the second unit, who is able to stabilize things? I know Brandon Pachemski is a guy that's going to get a lot of love tonight, but I also think the combination of him with Corey Joseph Two guys that know where the ball needs to go at all times. I thought they were the perfect complement for Jonathan Kaminga, who at times can get lost. But tonight, because of, I thought, a, a different type of energy, he looked locked in, combined with the fact that he's on the floor with that second unit with two to three pass-first pass players and guys that are looking to get him his shot. The amount of open threes that Jonathan Kaminga had tonight, some of which he took, and of course he made three of five from distance, but the other ones that he also passed up, I thought was huge. And so I want to hear from you what you thought of this game. 888-957-9570 is the number. This is Warriors Wrap-Up. Evan Giddings with you here on 95.7 The Game. What's up to the YouTube chat? What's up to the Comcast business text line? 888-957-9570. Warriors win against the LA Clippers. They move back within a game above, below, part of me, 500. And they get a much-needed team victory. Let's get out to Pacifica, get the calls in right now. Juniors at Pacifica. What's up, Junior? You're on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. How are you? Hey, great, great talking to you. Um, I really enjoyed the game tonight. It was really fun to see the blend of old and new making it happen. Uh, but it feels like the younger players still need a year or two. It feels like the older players are kind of heading out the door, you know, um, on schedule rather than two or three years later. And losing GP2 for most of the season he just plugs in so well with both the older and the younger. He's such a great bridge, and to lose him, it, it feels feels really serious. So, I mean, I'm going to enjoy watching the Warriors going forward for this next year, too, but the, the dynasties are made out of coaches with new approaches and generational players, right? So we had that with Steve Kerr and the Warriors, Steph Curry and everything. We had it with the... Uh, with the Niners, you know, a couple of times now, um, and the the Giants, uh, amazing, a uh, few years ago, uh, decade ago, but it just, I don't feel like the pieces are coming together right now. I'm frustrated. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to cheer the Warriors on, but I, I don't see great things for the next couple of years. I don't know what you think. Thanks, Junior. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, honestly, that's, you know, getting a little bit ahead of ourselves as far as what the future holds. All good things must come to an end, and I think that's why the combination of, of course, the win. It's always good to get a win, and I appreciate you, Junior. Your perspective is, you know, broad picture is macro as opposed to just the micro of tonight. But I do think we have to keep in mind where the Warriors are at right now, which is the end of November. They round in a month in which they go six and nine below five hundred. That in itself is not championship basketball. But right now. I don't know if it's fair to look at the Warriors as a title team. They're trying to prove to themselves and to us that they can get back to looking like title contenders. So I, I do kind of want to table that conversation for a bit, but I, I think it, it kind of stems, and I, I think the concern is is understandable in a night in which 
it's all about the big three, right? It's all about Steph, Clay, and Dre. This is their night, 11-30-23. It's all about them. And while they didn't have a necessarily you know throwback, quintessential big three performance, I thought what they did for this team is kind of the 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 table of the, the tablet or kind of the the roadmap to victory. I mean, if you're looking at the particular path to victory for a team in the Warriors that again, within the scope of this game, are missing your third leading score, are missing your your leader in assists and the leader of your second unit, your sixth man, and are also missing a top three, I would say, defender on the team. I know GP2 doesn't play as much as maybe Andrew Wiggins or Draymond Green, but I would put him in that group as far as guys that you could put on Kawhi Leonard and maybe make his life a little bit difficult. You could put on James Harden to make him after work. You could put on Paul George. And also for a Clippers team, too, that I, I do wonder a bit how much of this was on L.A. and a team that, again, we talked about in the Warriors Live in the pregame, how much of this Clippers team is just individual talent that is not going to be able to gel. And they're trying to figure out their own growing pains. But that doesn't take away from what the Warriors did tonight, which I thought was a necessary victory, in which, again, if you're looking at the the, the, the kind of ways that the Warriors came out and started 5-2 and two this year, it wasn't a lot of Steph, 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 you know, as far as big minutes. Tonight, Stephen Curry played 33 minutes. Tonight, that to me, that is exactly where Stephen Curry needs to be. At this stage in his career, 35 years old, extremely efficient, can still shoot the hell out of it. And I also thought, probably because of the absence of Chris Paul, we saw Stephen Curry have to revert back to a guy that can play both the one and the two. I thought he came out of the starting five and was looking to facilitate. And then once the bench came in around the you know six-minute mark and Curry played the final four down to the two-minute mark of the fourth quarter, we saw him start to hunt. And so that's when you look up and you say, huh, you know, Stephen Curry, who entering this game was roughly a one-to-one turnover to assist ratio player. You know, he's been shooting extremely well. He's been scoring a lot, but he hasn't been passing as much. So Stephen Curry tonight, 26 points, eight assists, and two turnovers. One thing that Chris Paul did bring when he was on the floor was a stability to a team that has trouble taking care of the basketball. Historically, they always have. And tonight, I'm looking at the turnover column, guys and girls. Seven turnovers for the Golden State Warriors. That, to me, is also a big reason why they won this game. So, you know, we're talking about the Warriors. 120-114 LA Clippers. They defeat them at home. Warriors are now 9-10. They officially move into the 10 seed. So, you know, for for those that that care about those sort of things, into the play-in, they actually jump the Clippers before they play again on Saturday. That'll be an early afternoon game here on 95.7. The game you can catch all 82 games. Tim Roy... Um, on all the calls, but Evan Giddings filling in uh, here tonight on Warriors Wrap-Up. 888-957-9570 is the number if you want to call and tell us what you took away from that basketball game, if it's about the bench, if it's about the youth, if it's about the big three. If you want to get nostalgic, we're here for all of it here on 95.7 The Game. That's also the number for the for the Comcast business text line. One player I thought was key to victory in this game off the bench, or really the, the two players that caught my eye the most, Brandon Pachemski, but then also Jonathan Kaminga. And, and I said it off the top. To me, this was Jonathan Kaminga's best game this season. I don't know about as a pro, but you look at the efficiency from Jonathan Kaminga tonight. In, in 23 minutes, eight shots, five threes, 
Six made field goals, three of them from distance. 17 points in 23 minutes. At one point, he'd scored 15 points in 16 minutes. And the play to me that, that kind of encapsulated his evening, it was in the second half, and Jonathan Kaminga, it wasn't even involving a basket. Who and Jonathan Kaminga was a, a plus 21 in the first half, by the way. But if you look at the third quarter, and right when the Clippers kind of finished up their run, Clay hit back-to-back shots, 7-0 run by the Dubs. And then right after that Clippers timeout, Kaminga comes down and commits a, 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 a silly turnover, you know, a turnover that a 21-year-old will make. And in the past, I feel like Kaminga would either put his head down, you know, maybe kind of get in his, his own head a little bit. But instead, he turns and burns. He rips it up court. He sprints ahead. And he sticks his hand in a passing lane to force an errant pass off of Russell Westbrook. So Jonathan Kaminga didn't compound the mistake in the front court. And instead, he almost used it as motivation to get into the back court. I thought Kaminga was engaged tonight from start to finish. A lot of that, I'm sure, has to do with the fact that his shot's falling. But to me, also, that's exactly where I think Jonathan Kaminga needs to be right now for this team, which is looking engaged in whole and all of his minutes. Even if it's a mistake, you're never going to play perfect basketball. It doesn't happen. But don't let the turnover then turn into an easy basket on the other end if you have the ability to impact the play in the way that Kaminga does as arguably the most athletic player on this basketball team. Speaking of which, I believe Steve Kerr spoke about this after the game. Here's what he had to say about J.K. Clay Thompson, obviously people have been talking about him underperforming, but tonight, I know he was being facetious earlier in the week when he talked about being benched, but in that group that he played with there in the fourth, he scored 12 all game, and then he scored just as much as that, just two less than that in that few minutes with that group. Would you say that you would entertain the thought of him playing with that group? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, he's um, he's playing with that second group, um, you know, routinely. We take him out early uh, in the game and then bring him back so that he can help anchor the, the bench unit. Um, what I loved about Clay's game tonight is that he stayed patient through the missed shots. He had a lot of open shots that he missed early, and he didn't hang his head. You know, he kept kept the uh, energy defensively, stayed with it, and, and I felt like the game rewarded him um, during that flurry early in the fourth. I think he scored 10 or 12 straight points, and, and uh, so that's, you know, that's what we need from him, and, you know, Draymond set a, a, a great tone, um, and uh, I thought... Uh, but the story of the game was was really the bench, you know. Um, Brandon, uh, Dario, Corey, J.K. They were they were fantastic and uh, really controlled all their minutes while they were out there. It was fun to watch. Steve, how welcome, given what Clay's been dealing with, how welcome was it to see him give you ten points in ninety seconds at a time when the lead was pushed to seven and pushed back out to thirteen? Yeah, I mean that's why he's out there with that group to you know to give them a score, but. Um, as I said, it felt like the game rewarded him for just continuing to fight and, and not not worrying about anything. Um, he kept shooting, and, the, and you know the, the ball kind of bounced his way. But um, I'm, that's that's the clay that uh, that I that I expect really the rest of the year. I mean, he, I thought he was great in Sacramento the other night. Um, as long as he's patient and, and doesn't beat himself up, you know, and just stays with it um, and brings the energy defensively, then he's he's a great player. That was Steve Kerr speaking after the game. He touched on a couple of things, and of course, you know the the story of the game as far as the bench is concerned. 
Clay Thompson's performance. Talked about that individual 10-0 run that Clay Thompson went on to kind of push the the lead back. And you know, to to me, I thought he was instrumental in this game. Even though the 18 shots only led to 22 points, it looked like a much different Clay Thompson tonight in the win than it did, of course, in the loss on Tuesday against uh, Sacramento. Well, it is time now here on Warriors Wrap-Up. And again, 888-957-9570 if you want to react to what Steve Kerr had to say about the game, about the bench, about Clay, about everything from tonight's 120-114 to 114 win. If you want to call in, 888-957-9570. Chime in on the YouTube chat, Comcast Business Text Line, same number. It's time to get to extending the three-point line. Draymond with a dribble, right side, Thompson loads up a three, bang! And great push by Draymond right yep. there. He doesn't push that. Clay doesn't get that space. Nope. And that was brought to you by West Coast Men's Health, successfully treating men for ED and chronic pain. Visit westcoastmenshealth.com. Clay Thompson pushing in transition. That looked like the Clay Thompson of old. I know he doesn't have it at all times, but that gave us a glimpse into what Clay can do, which is throw up threes, throw up points in a hurry at a time in which the Warriors, quite frankly, needed it when the game was closed. Clips cut it to four. Within seven, and then Clay goes on a personal 10-0 run to push the lead back up to double digits. The Warriors close out the Clippers tonight. 120-114, they get back into the win column now to the 10th spot. They are 9-10 overall this season. What did you think of the game? What do you think of where the Warriors are at? Evan Giddings with you here on Warriors Wrap-Up. We'll be back after this, but hit the phones. 888-957-9570 is the number. I want to hear from you. Comcast Business Text Line, call, and we'll talk more on the other side as we continue on Warriors Wrap-Up here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Thompson will get the ball, guarded by George. Dribbles on the right side, goes to the baseline, steps in in front of George, missed it. Rebound loose. Kaminga got it, and he scores inside. Sharich got a hand in there to deflect it. And Kamenga now with a nine-point first half to go with four rebounds and two assists. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Tim Roy on the call there, 95.7 The Game. Evan Giddings with you here on Warriors Wrap-Up. 888-957-9570 is the number to call in. One final segment here. We got 
I'm going to take this thing up to about 11.15, so please chime in on the Comcast Business Text Line. I see you on the YouTube chat. Appreciate everyone joining us after the Warriors defeat the Los Angeles Clippers at Chase Center tonight. 120-114, our final score. You heard the call there, Jonathan Kaminga's hustle play. And to me, that was the separation for Kaminga tonight. Like I know he has the ability to score, and he can do it. But when he also combines the activity defensively, and he combines the ability to use that athleticism and harness it in a fashion that impacts so many other aspects of the game outside of just scoring. Yes, he had 17 points on 6 of 8 shooting in 23 minutes. He also had a block. He also had a steal. He also had 6 rebounds. He also had 3 assists. And he had one foul. Pardon me, he had no personal fouls while guarding both Kawhi Leonard and and Paul George, two of the toughest one-on-one covers in the game. That, to me, is a microcosm for Jonathan Kaminga's, Jonathan Kaminga's night part. I mean, how active he was, how engaged he was. And I also, too, think Brandon Pachemski was a huge part of this basketball game, and that's why he, Brandon Pachemski, is the hardest worker of the game from going from a DMP. He didn't play on Tuesday night in Sacramento to 31 minutes closing out this game and grabbing a game-high eight rebounds. Scored 13 points on 5 of 10, but eight boards, two offensive rebounds, couple of assists for Pachemski, and he, to me, was the hardest worker of the game off the bench. Three players with double digits tonight off the pine. Pachemski was one of them, and he's the hardest worker of the game, brought to you by Alameda County Sheriff's Office. Who works hard to save your community? If you're looking for a career in law enforcement, learn more about job opportunities at Join Act. ACSO.com. Evan Giddings with you, Hard Warriors. Wrap up. 888-957-9570 is the number. Let's get out to Mark in Milbury. Wants to talk about a couple of promising young warriors. What's going on, Mark? You're on 95.7 The Game. How are you doing? Hey, what's going on, man? Yeah, uh, you hit on him. Uh, Moody, obviously, is really starting to take that next step. But the, the factor is Kaminga. Because I think, all in all, he's more talented. But it's uh, inconsistently inconsistency that's keeping them from being getting more of the rotational minutes. Obviously now they're going to need these younger guys because uh, like we expected, the older guys get hurt, GP2 out, CP3 and uh, Wiggins out. So we need these guys more than ever. Obviously our big three really uh, came through tonight. Uh, I hope tonight was a good stretch here starting for a uh, play, really get it going. And when you can get, uh, when you can get uh, double figures out of Draymond, you know that's going to be a uh, that's a huge added bonus. But to me, besides Moody, obviously, Kaminga's really got to be a more consistent like he was tonight. Because if he really gets himself going, get him, he gets Kerr's confidence. He can be a part of the rotation there going forward, which is a critical factor because you need some of these young guys to really break out. Because the big three obviously are coming, you know, towards the towards the end here, and so these guys are going to be part of the critical core. We're expecting that from Kaminga. He's been around long enough. I know he's still relatively a young guy, but still, he's been there for, what, this is the fourth season, so he's really got to shine here. And Moody, obviously, is starting to show what he can do. So I hope tonight was a a, a, a huge step in the right direction because the Clippers, obviously, they're struggling, but they, they dominated uh, Sacramento last night. And now the Warriors really got to get a win streak going because the West is going to be even more difficult than it was last year. And so... The Warriors can't afford to be inconsistent. Last year, they couldn't beat anybody on the road. This year, 
they're they're good on the road and they they're terrible at home, which is the opposite. Hopefully, especially at Chase Center, that's a huge home factor with the audience of uh, Dub Nation there. They really got to get going here because uh, they can't afford to be a seven eight seed. Because I don't think this version of the Warriors is good enough, uh, barring some major trade at the deadline, to to make a run like they did last year. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you, Mark. Great call. I appreciate you just chiming in, and I, I think there's a lot to kind of parse there. To me, look, I said it during the pregame on Warriors Live. I don't think that championships are won in November, but sometimes they can be lost in November. To your point about falling behind and ending up looking at a 44, 45-ish win season and saying we got to play our way through the playoffs in road games. And again, I think that's for way down the line. But tonight, there were a few things to me that were moving in the positive direction for Golden State because coming off the, the loss against Sacramento, which was catastrophic for multiple reasons, but one of the things and kind of the, the overall message that we heard from Steve Kerr was he's going to ride or die with these veterans, man. Like, Clay Thompson's going to finish games. Andrew Wiggins, who wasn't available tonight, is going to finish games. But I do wonder, with a performance like Brandon Pachemski's, who was probably playing a lot of GP2's minutes. If GP2 was available tonight, he probably would have got a lot of those. But Brandon Pachemski forced Steve Kerr to let him finish that game with how he played, with how he moved the ball, with how cerebral he was on defense, with how active he was. The leading rebounder in the game was a guy that was six foot five and he's a rookie 19th overall pick. Brandon Pachemski forced Steve Kerr to let him finish that game. Moses Moody on Tuesday, I think, did enough that a lot of people believe that he forced Steve Kerr to let him finish that game, but Steve Kerr didn't let him. I think Kerr, and he admitted this, made a mistake that Moody should have finished that game against the Kings because he deserved that. And so maybe, like, I'm not saying Steve Kerr's a changed man. He is who he is, and he's going to ride this thing till the wheels fall off with the, the guys who this night was really all about, 11, 30, and 23. But I do wonder if a guy like Pachensky, if a guy like Moody, if a guy like Kaminga can continue to play with this sort of consistency, do they force Steve Kerr into those hard choices? Because to me, tonight, as much as it was a, a great win, it was also, in a way, kind of a template that I thought the Warriors used to start 5-2. and two. I thought they had a nice blend of the big three being able to start and in many cases, close-out games. But the bench has been the bright spot, probably the most consistent bright spot throughout this season for the Warriors. And tonight it was again. 44 points, three players in double digits. Dario Sarge, I, I know he's kind of going to get lost here. I thought he was fantastic. And he connects a lot of what the Warriors want to do. But down the stretch, it was Curry. Clay Thompson, a personal 10-0 run in the third quarter. Draymond Green sends the tone with two threes off the top. They combined for 61 points. The big three is not a, a group that, to me, at this point in their careers are going to will you through every single game. And look, the Clippers are right now at this point 8-10. and 10, But I think that they have some talent and they have guys that can test you. And the Warriors stood up to that test here tonight, and they're going to have to stand up that test on Saturday. So... You know, without jumping to any massive conclusions about who this team is and where this team is going, I think there were bright spots tonight that we have not seen in large part for the entire month of November. And that's why they ended up 6-9. and nine. There were inconsistencies from the starting core. 
There were inconsistencies. Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green was suspended. Now he's getting back into the, into the swing of things. This is a team to me that even without GP2 for an extended period of time has, I think, an ability to kind of puzzle piece their way into wins they did tonight because they played consistently. They took care of the basketball. Seven turnovers. I thought that they shot the ball well. Now, one thing that gives me some pause, and I want to hear from you at 888-957-9570, one thing that does give me pause is the inability of Golden State, and this is not just a tonight thing, but the inability of Golden State to get shots on the interior, to get shots in the paint. They were outscored 58-46 to tonight, and midway through the, the game, it was it was almost being doubled up by, by Los Angeles. The Clippers are a team that, you know, they're bigger, longer, um, maybe individually, have have some more talent at certain positions, but the Warriors played more connected tonight than we have seen them in a while, and that is something I was impressed by. Let's get on to Alameda, where Tony wants to talk about the win and a particular player we didn't see a whole lot of tonight. Tony, what's up, man? You're on Warriors Wrap-Up with Evan Giddings. How are you? Yes, I got. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, uh, you know, it's a good win tonight. Uh, we, got, we got some help from everybody tonight, okay? You know, I... I don't want to pick on, on on Looney tonight. He didn't play that much, okay. And I I kind of lean on that because you know I, I've been seeing Looney. He gets the ball down below. He does not know what to do with the ball, okay. He, he doesn't want to take the foul and go in a free throw, and that's what, that's what I realized about the Looney. He can get he some kind of like a little magic now and then. But then again, eh, he, he he turns to be a it's, it's, he's like the Bidrich back back in ten fifteen years ago. He doesn't want to get fouled. The only going to free throw, okay. And and I was you know I was happy with that. He didn't play that much, you know. We got Zarek in there right now, and he's helping out. You know, he's shooting three points, not not high, but it's he's getting fouled, getting a free throw in there. I know he missed some free throw tonight, but the ball goes around. Moody, he is really he's 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 the person that I'm really looking at him. Uh, Kuminga, he's not so much. I know he made some threes in there, but then again, he does he fade away. Okay, that that's kind of easy to me right now. But the bottom line is, Looney is the one I'm worried about. Mm. He is not the type that who cannot take it to the rim when he gets the ball down below. Thank you for taking my call. Appreciate it, Tony. No, I mean, I think I think that's an astute observation, and I think Kavon Looney is a player that, look, on some nights, and and this was a game that we were talking about in Warriors Live, how I, I didn't think if we're looking at guys that can step up tonight, because with three rotation players, you're going to have to have players that can fill roughly 70 minutes of guys that are playing. So I didn't think that this would be a game for Trace Jackson Davis, just because the Clippers don't really play that big. They play small. They play long. They play with length. And I think that also applied to Kevon Looney, who didn't have a great game, sure. He wasn't finishing much around the rim. But Zubac is, is an issue for Looney, and he's an issue for the Warriors. But how can they overcome that without size? Well, you can do it with passing. You can do it with taking care of the basketball. You can do it with making shots. You can do it with playing correctly. You can do it with good defense. You can do it with gang rebounding. And I thought they did all of those things tonight against a team that you know, was, was playing pretty well coming in. And, of course, just absolutely drubbed the Sacramento Kings last night, playing on the tail end of a back-to-back. I think we're going to see a more, a more even matchup on Saturday at the Clippers' home turf, and we'll see how they respond after a, a loss like this tonight. 
I don't think the score necessarily reflected how much the Warriors had it in hand. Uh, but again, we're not going to nitpick any victory at this point of the season. To me, the the, the talk of, of championship caliber um, you know, association with the Warriors right now, that, that does need to be tabled because the Warriors are at a place in the season that, to me, it's all about finding themselves. It's all about figuring out the identity of this team. And I thought we got a little bit of a glimpse into that tonight. I thought we got a glimpse of a team that, to me, if they are to be successful, if they are to play at a high level, it can't just be all about the vets. It can't be all about the past. It can't be all about the nostalgia. It can't be all about the future. And it can't be leaning all into the young guys. It has to be a perfect blend of both. A great recipe has spice. It's got you know, some savory flavors. It's got some sweetness. It's got a little bit of everything that makes you feel like you showed up to the meal and touched every single part of your palate. The Warriors, to me, even though you know it may be a leap, yes, but tonight they did that. And I thought it was important also on a night in which we are celebrating the big three. We are celebrating Clay, Steph, and Dre for their contributions to a dynasty and to their continuing contributing efforts to what they want to continue to be a dynasty to give themselves the best chance to go for a fifth title. And I think the young guys are going to have to be a big part of that. So, you know, to me, 888-957-9570 is the number if you want to call in. Evan Giddings with you here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Shout-out to the YouTube chat. Shout-out to the Comcast business text line. All of these things are going to be important to the Warriors now, maybe more than ever. Where Steve Kerr had the luxury of kind of sprinkling in veterans and an experience to a core that was either budding or in its prime during their you know dynasty years, the thick of the dynasty years. Now he has been operating in reverse in that he's been trying to sprinkle this youth into a, a, a pot of, of primarily veterans. And I think there needs to be more integration. I think there needs to be more melding, and that's going to take time. In the meantime, while you try and figure that out, you do, though, need to win basketball games. You do need, though, to stay afloat in a West that, to our caller's point earlier, was saying gets a bit muddled, gets a bit mucky, and the Warriors can't fall too far behind. So that's why a game like tonight, to me, is valuable to the Warriors, because you need to win, and also when you're down three guys, things are not going to be easy and you do have to piece things together. Teams across the league have to piece their seasons together because guys are missing games it feels like now more than ever and unfortunately you're going to be without Gary Payton II for an extended period of time. So I thought all of that was important. By the way, you're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch and YouTube powered by First NorCal credit union uh for the 267 on the comcast business text line clay needs to find his old form and play like he can for the warriors to get on a win streak i'm 100 percent with you i want to see the clay from the second half of tonight i want to see a clay thompson that yes was hitting his shots but also i thought found found a way to be productive without the J necessarily falling there was there was one play in the second half in which clay had Actually, part of me was the first half in which Clay had missed a couple of threes in a row, and he had an open three in the corner. And instead of taking the three, which Clay Thompson is known to do for a wide open corner three, he takes a couple of dribbles in and he dumps it off to Draymond for a backdoor cut. And I thought the Warriors took a lot, took advantage of a Clippers team that, I mean, quite, quite frankly, to me, does not play up to their level of talent, does not play up to their 
defensive prowess that they have the ability to with three quality wing defenders around the perimeter. They do not do that, and you can catch them napping. And I think the Warriors, when they did have success inside the paint, getting into the paint, that's where they made their hay. Uh, From the 707, that win was closer than it should have been. I, I also agree with that. This was a Warriors team that was up by 16 in the first half. They were also up by 24 against the Kings. They blew that game in miraculous fashion. Um, the game did come down maybe a little bit closer than it should have. But to me, again, this is a situation in which the Warriors, we cannot, and maybe if you want to nitpick, that's fine. But to me, I'm not at the point in the season where I'm going to look at this and say, you know, the Warriors should have blown them out. This game should have been over and done with. Stephen Curry played 33 minutes. He shot 15 times. He closed the game out with 11 fourth quarter points. When he scores six or more in the fourth quarter, the Warriors are 9-2. When he doesn't, they're 0-6. Or pardon me, they're 0-8. I don't think that's necessarily a coincidence. If the bench, along with the remaining cast, can find a way to get them to the finish line, I more times often than not feel confident that Stephen Curry can guide this ship home to port. And that's one of the ways I felt like they were able to win this basketball game. Uh, Nick is out in, uh, oh, was at the game. All right, Nick, what's going on? You're on Warriors Wrap-Up with Evan. How are you, man? Welcome to 95.7 The Game. I'm doing great, thanks. Uh, great time at the game. I just want to comment really quick on, um, in terms of the uh, feeling kind of a, uh, the urgency factor, it's really not there. I really believe that this team is more indicative of the start, the first seven or eight games of the season than the last eight or nine games of the season just because so much chaos has been happening since Draymond got suspended and Wiggins and Clay took, took time to find themselves. I just, I'm really not pressing the panic button just yet. I really think we're a top three team in the, uh, in the West, so I'm excited to see. My money's on them to win it all, believe it or not. But, mm. And lastly, I want to say, um, with regard to pods, this guy's only 20 years old, and he's already better than Moody and Kaminga were in their first two years. I, I'm more excited about him two years from now. I think next year he's going to be the backup point guard when CP probably moves on, unfortunately. But I'm really excited about Pod, man. I, what do you think about that? I'm 100% with you, Nick. I, I can't wait to see what this guy's going to be. Brandon Pachemski needs to play. He does. Brandon Pachemski needs to play. Because, well, especially now with Gary Payton II on the shelf, I'm looking at a team that can use athleticism, that can use quickness, that can use know-how, and that has an ability to make a shot with some consistency. Brendan Pachemski checks all those boxes, and potentially then some. And to your point, Nick, he's just a rookie. Like, I think this guy is someone that the Warriors were able to identify as, as sure a fit, but I think he's even shocked them. I know he shocked me. And he was the 19th overall pick. He's from Santa Clara. Had a chance. I, I, I call West Coast Conference basketball games. Had a chance to go down there and see him. And to me, he is light years beyond where, and no pun intended, shout out Joe Lacob. He's light years beyond where I thought he'd be at this point, contributing down the stretch of a game against a Clippers team that has aspirations of their own to make a deep playoff run. He's out there with James Harden, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard closing out a basketball game because, again, I'll reiterate this, he forced them. Brandon Pachemski forced Steve Kerr to let him finish that game. I know they were shorthanded. I know they needed guys to pick up spots, to pick up minutes. But Pachemski, if that was Gary Payton II and he was giving the Warriors that kind of youthful energy, that that kind of 
I don't know, like doing all the dirty work. Like he picked up a charge late, was was getting his hand in passing lanes. To me, Pachemski, even though he is just 20 years old, is a guy that plays at currently appears to be playing beyond his years, and I think he deserves some more time. Uh, Shaka's out in Berkeley. Wants to talk about the young dubs. Woo, they showed out tonight, Shaka. What's up? You're on Warriors Wrap Up with Evan on 95.7 The Game. How are you? All right. How you been doing, Evan? Oh, chilling, man. How you doing? I want to say I'm blessed by the best, man. Um, Love that. I want to say Pachinski, Pachinski and, and, and Kaminga energy. That, that that energy is what will take us further, you know. Because Kerr sometimes reluctant to get the young players. They need to be involved because we can't just rely on 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 Steph being being hot every day or or, 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 or another one of the big three just just bringing the, just having the team on his shoulders. We, the young players need to get involved. And also, I heard about Looney. Looney has, you know, he has a problem with the, with the size. But if, if I got to go to battle, I'm taking Looney with me every time, man. That's all I want to say, man. Appreciate it, Chaka. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll take Looney my foxhole. But I also know that there's some games in which not not that Looney can't help you, but there are better games suited than others. On Saturday, Kevon Looney might be able to help you more than he did tonight. I, I just think the Clippers are kind of a bad matchup for Kevon Looney, and that's why he played 13 minutes. So. You know, they were able to find rebounding elsewhere. Brandon Pachemski led the way with eight points. Uh, I, I think that this was a team win tonight. And, and kind of as we wind down here on Warriors wrap-up, just a couple of minutes left, I want to read a few messages from the Comcast Business text line. For the 5 one if Kaminga plays like this consistently, he'll be a rotation player, maybe even the sixth man. Kerr would be happy if he had six rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block, and zero points. I'm, I'm kind of with you. And I think the other part, too, is he did not foul tonight. There was no mistakes up top, upstairs, in his dome. He wasn't getting in his dome. And I think that was huge for Kaminga. From the 5-1-0, I want to see more Warriors basketball with low turnovers like tonight. And they'll have a chance to win every night. I'm also with you. Seven turnovers for this kind of team without Chris Paul might be asking for a lot. But if they can find a way to do it, if Steph Curry, the point god, can find a way to have a 4-1 to assist-to-turnover ratio, unlike he's been doing the first 18 games of the season then they will be in a lot of games. If they don't shoot themselves in the foot, I think the Warriors do have a place in most basketball games, and I think they'll have a chance to repeat the victory on Saturday when they head down to L.A. So that's going to be an interesting game. I'm looking forward to that one as well as we wrap things up here on Warriors Wrap-Up. My name is Evan Giddings. I'll be with you uh, over the weekend as well. want to make sure to shout out everyone in the YouTube chat, everyone that's contributed on the Comcast Business Text Line, everyone that's called in. Here to Warriors wrap up a reminder that we'll have Warriors this week. Uh, myself, along with Dan Devone, will be hosting that from 9 a.m. to noon. And then we got your pregame Warriors live, Warriors wrap up before a one o'clock tip at LA. Warriors and Clippers. The Warriors right now are nine and ten. They are tenth place in the Western Conference, but they try and they're going to try and build some consistency again. A big night. For the big three, 11-30-23, I hope everyone enjoyed the nostalgia. I hope everyone enjoyed the history. I hope everyone enjoyed the infusion of youth and a great overall team win, 120-114. Still a lot of work to do for the Golden State Warriors, who again remain a game below 500, but a step in the right direction tonight. How can they follow that up on Saturday? That is what I'm looking forward to the most. Again, 1 o'clock tip. 95-7 the game. Tim Roy will be on the call. Warriors live at noon. 
Warriors this week with myself and Dan Devone from 9 to 12. I look forward to that. I look forward to talking to all of you over the weekend. And I look forward to hearing what everyone's got to say on a football Friday because we do have a big game, 49ers and Eagles, this Sunday at 125. I know 95-7, the game is going to be rocking from 6 to 6, all red and gold as the Niners gear up for the Eagles as that We'll do it for this edition of Warriors Wrap-Up. My name is Evan Giddings. A big thank you to Sterling Bennett. big thank you to John Lucan back here cutting all these things up as far as sound, as far as production, as far as making this show go. And a big appreciation to all those of you chiming in. This has been my first time filling in here as of late. Look forward to Saturday. I look forward to getting to know all of you Warriors fans out there here on 95.7 The Game. That'll do it for Warriors Wrap-Up. My name is Evan Giddings saying so long as the Warriors defeat the Los Angeles Clippers again one last time, 120 to 114. Have a good rest of your night. We'll talk to you next time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.